Hey there, welcome to episode 14 of the Author Elevate podcast, where we equip and encourage authors to reach their next level of success and have some fun along the way. And who is we? Well, that's me, Janina Polito, and Amy Williams. Yes. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. We're so glad you're here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, don't forget to subscribe and click the little bell icon and you can do the same thing with all your different podcast providers such as apple stitcher spotify amazon etc make sure you subscribe because uh you don't want to miss anything that we put out Mm -hmm. uh we have a lot of really awesome content and a lot of fun stuff to share and you know good jokes and 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 (laughs) stuff like that. So you don't want to miss any of it. So please subscribe. And thank you for joining us this week. Yeah, I mean, at least we think the jokes are funny. And that's half the battle, really. Cause that's it's right. our podcast. You know, <laughs> we entertain ourselves, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to take this relationship a little bit deeper, you can join the Author Elevate Mastermind, which is our Patreon support subscription thing. And that gets you to um, into our Author Mastermind Facebook group which gets you early access to episodes and also just some special interactions. Um, We'll pull questions specifically from that group and um, just little small things there. That's only a dollar a month. And if you uh, support us at the three or $5 level, you get our special bonus content that we make with every single episode. Now And that bonus content uh, is, is very practical tips can sometimes be sneak peeks about new stuff that we're going to have coming out to help authors, etc. And you also get a sticker, which is really cool. And uh, you get shout outs and all those kind of fun things. So feel free to check that out as well. Now, Amy, how's your life been lately? Busy. <laughs> a little bit. There's been a lot going on, but I, mm-hmm. I was laughing with a friend earlier how excited I am for fall to get here so that things will slow down. And usually usually fall is the really busy season, but after yeah. the summer, I feel I feel like fall is going to be a break. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it's it's nice to be able to kind of stay put and no more traveling. Um, mm-hmm. I, and uh, being able to just get back in the get back in the writing chair and crank out right, some words right, again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. been working on a couple of different projects, and mm-hmm. um, I guess I've I've actually I say I'm going to stop traveling. I actually have a, an event coming up in a couple of weeks. So there's a, a big book that festival happens. Yeah. Uh, in the in the state capital, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's only it's only three hours away. It's not like in New Jersey or something. Oh, so. <laughs> So that will be fun to get to go do that. But, uh, um, oh, I put a book out. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. You did that. <laughs> that was this week. <laughs> yes, I released a novella in my Samurai Superheroes series. Mm-hmm. And um, so it is Yay. now available. And anybody who's listening who picked up a copy, thank you so much. It's always <laughs> a joy to, I love, I love making people laugh. So mm-hmm. that book is really good for that so yay that's what's happening yay. with me how about you my dear oh, keep my head on straight a bit i've had some new awesome shakeups and all the business stuff as i've been mentioning over the last couple of episodes and uh i'm almost able to like announce the cool things but not quite yet so by the you know hopefully uh, you know, in the future, I'll get to share all the shiny things, but it's really cool stuff. I did some also some simplification, which was really helpful, kind of humbling, but really helpful. 
Um, I tend to sometimes have a certain part of my brain that likes to go for all the shinies and go for like, well, this is the most efficient and this is the best analytics and this is the best this. But the problem is, friends, <laughs> if you don't use it or if you can't sustainably use the awesome shiny tool that that expert says that will help change your life, if you can't sustainably use it, it's not actually going to change your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to do this exercise program. It's really, really hard. Yeah, that's really hard to be sustainable with, which is why people say it's better to do less consistently than do, you know, a lot and then not be able to sustain it. So I had to step away from a couple of shiny marketing things and that stuff, consolidate email stuff and things and be honest with myself that I am in fact just one person. You are one Janine. <laughs> one Janine. and cannot <laughs> do all of those things all the time. Um, writing has been happening off and on. I'm really enjoying just kind of having different little projects here and there that I work on. And um, yeah, it's been good. I mostly, again, you know, uh, fall gets really busy with different things. And then there's things you want to do. Like we're going to try to go to a local rent fair. And um, there's some different opportunities for continuing education that are exciting and possibly a con. So it's just making sure that I'm not committing to everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, because now that we're like, you know, really, 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 really getting on the other side of the thing that won't be named it's really funny how life can get really busy again unless you kind of put up some boundaries and say okay i cannot do all of this stuff i need to still make sure i'm walking in parks and all of those things um so yeah that's where i'm at with that and um usually we do a what's new and shiny but what's going to change with that amy well uh mm -hmm. we are doing something a little bit different mm -hmm. starting with this episode Mm -hmm. And uh, we just, we're so excited about it. We really want to just get into the, mm -hmm. the content of this episode. We mm -hmm. are, for the first time ever, drum roll, yes. we are doing a series. We are going to do a, a series of podcasts mm -hmm. on, a, on a topic. And we are so excited mm -hmm. to, to share this information with you guys. So yes. Janine, what are we, what are we going to talk about in these three series? Okay, so this is where I find it really helpful when you're working with authors to figure out ways of giving them advice that's a little more specific. So instead of how to do this or how to do that, it's how to do this when, how to do that when, how to, you know, launch a book, you know, when life is crazy or how to launch a book, you know, when you're scared to put yourself on social media to make things a little more specific. So we've kind of worked with that and we're going to, um, do a series called Reasons to Write. And so it's how to write and market under sets of three different reasons, circumstances, mindsets, life situations, etc. cetera, uh, that will hopefully encourage you to always be getting words on the page in some fashion, or if not, to be not doing it intentionally as well. Um, our thoughts here is that there's a time and season for everything, and not every book has the same purpose behind it. You can write a book or a short story or a novella just for the fun of it. You can also very intentionally write a series of books for a certain market or to hit a certain profit margin. So we're going to tackle all of those in this three-part series. And we're super excited, especially um, because it's applicable to every author. So even if you're the kind of person that's like, I'm always going to write for profit, you may have a time when you need to write something with a particular message. Um, or you need to write something to entertain yourself or to, that, you know, make someone that's what smile. Happened. That, that, it ha this happened to me, mm -hmm. uh, I guess it would have been last year now, mm -hmm. where I, I am always 
trying to write something that is either going to be profitable mm -hmm. or that serves to communicate a message. Right. But last year I went through a period of two or three months mm -hmm. where life was so stressful uh, <laughs> and it was it was my best friend was in the hospital and and uh, that's right with her, yeah. with her baby girl who was in the NICU mm -hmm. for 133 days and mm -hmm. so and then we all got COVID and <laughs> life was crazy and uh -huh. I was exhausted I was exhausted mm -hmm. and there I had no mental space mm -hmm. for writing on the level of a profitable type of mm -hmm. writing Right, I just right. needed to write something for fun. I needed mm -hmm. to I needed to write something that I didn't have to carry the pressure or the stress yes. of <laughs> having to make it marketable. Mm -hmm. I, I could just write it for fun. Yeah. And and I never really thought that I was ever going to be in that place. I didn't think that my brain was ever going to run out of steam. Right. And so it, this this is this is every author can use this whether right. whether you write fiction or nonfiction. Mm -hmm. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we hope you can join us for this series. And again, feel free to share these episodes around on your own social media. We post them up uh, because we really want uh, the maximum number of authors to get all the value they can out of uh, this series. And hopefully just to keep encouraging you to keep putting words on the page in a way that makes the most sense for you. So this week we are going to tackle the first uh, part of the series, which is how to write and market when you need to make a profit, you know, like now some of you are probably nodding your heads and going, Oh yeah, I do this. And some of you are going, Oh, it takes a little fun out of it. But again, <laughs> you might be at a time and place when you really need to suddenly make something more profitable and there's no shame in that. So uh, we are going to be diving into that today. And the first um, thing we're going to talk about is how to write. Um, when you need to make a profit. Kind and, of an important step. Yeah, because your book is your marketing. Whatever is in your story is going to help sell your book. Your book is your brand, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to write in marketable genres and use marketable tropes that you love or at least like. We have heard of people who hold their nose and write the stuff they hate, but we don't personally endorse that because it's not great for your long-term mental health. Um, if you want to do that, that is up to you. We will never stop you. We literally can't stop you. <laughs> you could do what you want. Yes. But at, from from people who have been writing for a long time mm -hmm. and have, I don't know if you've done this, I've done this, mm -hmm. written in genres and with tropes that yeah. I hated. <laughs> don't make yourself miserable. Come on, y'all. Mm -hmm. Life is too short. And and if you if you don't love what you're writing, people people will know. <laughs> And again, if you're, if, and if you're going to try to make yourself like, oh, I'm going to be really proud of this, there are easier, quicker ways to make money consistently than writing books that in tropes with tropes and genre ideas that you hate. Exactly. Okay. I know we're all about, but I want to be, you know, a real writer and write full time. But if you're a real writer, and write full time, but you're only writing in genres that you hate with tropes that you can't stand. Have you really won anything except proving things to the world? Like, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we'll leave you with that, that thought. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, you know, people can be very ambitious and be like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong, Janine. 
fine, prove me wrong, but I'm not the one. I'm not the one who's going to be miserable. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the mental and emotional stamina mm -hmm. to to spend that amount of time and get that that involved in a story that I mm -hmm. ultimately don't believe in or mm -hmm. that I don't that I don't like. I have, and maybe mm -hmm. maybe there are other people who are different, but mm -hmm. I I have to really believe what mm -hmm. I'm writing, mm -hmm. and and so now my first love mm -hmm. is quirky i like the odd genres i like the the difficult genres that are that are kind of harder to market and sell and they yeah. usually have smaller interests mm -hmm. um very niche groups mm -hmm. there is no getting around it mm -hmm. romance is a very marketable genre it is probably one of the biggest if not yes. the biggest mm -hmm. I'm not a huge romance fan. I'm just not. It's just not. But but, but the romances you've written, you like. And I was getting right yes. up to it. I, when I had to write romance, mm -hmm. I wrote it in a way that I loved it, that I mm -hmm. could connect with it, which means mm -hmm. lots of humor and random silliness. Yes. And uh, even even the Hallmark style romance that I did, that silly cowboy book, mm -hmm. uh, it's got a lot of funny moments in it. And yeah. Because if I. It, I can use any trope mm -hmm. and infuse it with humor and suddenly it becomes a lot more fun for me to do. Mm -hmm. So find a genre that is marketable, find a trope that you don't mm -hmm. mind and infuse it with your personal preferences and your voice and, you know, right. go with that. You'll, you'll mm -hmm. be a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. And again, it makes it easier to write it. Um, it makes it easier to enjoy it. And um Again, if you find yourself writing the same tropes over and over again, that's called building a brand. Yeah, so I exactly. find with myself, I tend to love, because um, romance does sell, like, you know, some of the tropes, a lot of the tropes are based on romance encounters. <laughs> um, I tend to really love star-crossed lovers. Mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy sort of the soulmates trope. I mean, faded mates, yeah, but soulmates lets it be a little more fluid and lets them still connect a lot more versus like the idea of insta-love, faded mates. Um and so I tend to use this a lot in my stories. Like I just do. Um, I did it without even trying. Yeah. But again, that comes out of my own experience with love, which was, uh, <laughs> I was very picky. And then I didn't start dating the guy until I was absolutely sure that I really wanted to be best friends with him anyway. So I might as well, <laughs> might as well date him as well. Um, so I tend to write more of those kind of stories sometimes. Um, enemies to lovers is, uh, I'm trying that with some things, but man, it's hard for me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not very. I'm not. I'm not always. I don't always thrive in the conflicts. There's a lot of arguing here. Yeah. Um, and of course, the nice thing is, if you can do some research on marketable genres and marketable tropes, use your calytics and stuff. You can find variants of tropes um, or subgenres in genres that you can find more palatable and you can enjoy more. And that's the whole thing with this: is again making sure that you're, you know, you want to make a profit, so you got to go where the audience is. Okay, like if, if you're not, if you're trying to make a very, very specific flavor that almost no one likes, uh, then not many people are going to buy your desserts. So you need to go where the audience is, but you can find parts of that audience that will like a bit more of your quirkiness. I, I ended up with quite a strong percentage of demographic of, of Christian women in mm -hmm. my, in 40 plus Christian women. Mm -hmm. And so when I started working on this whole 
Bible romance <laughs> retelling thing, I was like, oh man, that would be perfect. That would be exactly <laughs> something that they would enjoy. But how am I going to do it? Because I know I have my Bible stories. Mm-hmm. What am What am I? What tropes am I going to focus on? Mm-hmm. And so I actually just did an internet search to find out the most popular, marketable tropes and so that's how like with the isaac and rebecca story that i'm writing right now i landed on secret billionaire and and it's working very well Mm -hmm. and it's but it's absolutely a good it's a workable strategy so Mm -hmm. absolutely and now that you've got that amazing book written in terms of production for writing for profit you need the most on genre covers and blurbs you can possibly get yes like this is, you have put yourself in that place where you need to make sure that this thing sells. You need to make sure that this cover looks like the kind of book that it is. It might mean getting a cover that's not quite to your personal taste. That is okay. Yes, it is. I mean, you, you need to be okay with it so that it make that your box of cookies looks like a box of cookies on the outside and not, doesn't look like a container of a toilet bowl cleaner or something else. So I will keep using that analogy because it's very vivid. It's very vivid and it's very correct. <laughs> it is very correct with that. Um, and that's what makes it so important. So you have to pay for the on genre covers. Um, and you also need to make sure that your blurbs have the best copy that you can. And that is why successful authors who are who are seeking success as profitability will get their covers redone and their blurbs redone periodically because these expectations do change. Yeah, the market the market trends mm-hmm. shift around every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And especially if, well, especially in romance, there, there do seem to be a lot of variations. They're not always mm-hmm. huge, but if you've got a popular series, Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to, you need to refresh it a little bit. It's not a bad idea to just do a new cover for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, make sure you're working with an uh, designer who really knows knows uh, the genre. Knows the genre. Because <laughs> if you if you've written a romance series and mm-hmm. you get a really awesome looking cover with a sword and a and a bear and and, oh a, and a spaceship flying over and. <laughs> I mean, that's something I would write, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to, people aren't going to look at it then and go, oh, it's a romance. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to look at it and go, what on earth? <laughs> exactly. And you have maybe two seconds of them looking on that to get interested and say, okay, I'll read the blurb now. Yeah. Just saying. Um, now we've tackled writing, we've tackled production and now about marketing that for-profit book or book series, there are a lot of different ways you can do this. So there's a lot of things that you might expect, like, you know, you might expect us to say, well, here's your profitable book launch, or here's your profitable tribe building. Here's this. Honestly, it depends a lot on your genre. It depends a lot on your own abilities. It depends some on um, what happens in the marketplace around you. Um, So there's a lot of factors there, which is why Amy and I offer personal one-on-one Uh, author coaching through Author Elevate because there are a bunch of different variables and factors that can affect how to make your books profitable um, in terms of marketing. But there are three things that we did nail down that are, that cross all genres and all sorts of styles of writing. 
And that is you need to cross promote, build an audience and write more books. It works. It works. Um, so <laughs> cross promoting, you need to make sure that again, your book is good. Your book works in the genre. Your book uh, has the right cover and blur because you're going to be bringing it to this big potluck in these Facebook groups or these other groups on other websites. And you're going to be saying, this is my dish. What are your dishes? So we can talk about each other's amazing cooking. And if you're bringing in a plate of warmed over hot dogs and they're bringing a beef Wellington, they may not want to newsletter swap with you, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. You know, All the analogies just, today. Well done. I <laughs> like my food analogies. They help the world make sense. <laughs> I am known for my weird food analogies, but oh, it. it helps you to understand because I think as authors, we go, well, but I, this was just all I could afford. And, and it's just my very best. And that's fine. But it's going to be hard to cross promote. So if you need to save up more money, or if you need to, you know, learn how to do it yourself cheaper, and that'll take more time, but you can do it. Put in the time, put in the money. Okay. Or, you know, pay someone else to do it for you any which way. But the point is, you need to put the effort into that. That is called kindness to someone else. Like you might say, well, they're being mean to me by not liking my book cover. That's not very good. I'm like, no, you're the one that's bringing hot dogs when they brought a beef Wellington. Like it's, it's just a moment of, of being a professional. Right. Um, if it's, it's not, it certainly isn't a snub. If, yeah. if you've got a couple of people who have some very high quality covers and mm -hmm. have been able to invest more time, energy, effort, etc., mm -hmm. and they say no, to the very best that you were able to do, mm -hmm. it's not a personal snub. No, no, it's, it's not. not. It's not against you. It is. It has to be a business decision on their part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but there's a good chance that you will still be able to take the best that you can do uh -huh. at that time mm -hmm. and, and spread the word about it and use it right. as a stepping stone. Because mm -hmm. just because that's the best you can do right now, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that's the best you'll be able to do with the next book. Absolutely. So always be looking to do better with this. And that's, again, when you can build an audience with um, your first book or your yes. first, you know, type of book, and then you can continue to say, hey, I'm going to keep improving this. I'm going to build your trust um, that you put in me with when I was kind of at this level. And then I'm going to keep improving when I'm at this level. And you get to be part of that whole experience. I've got um, so many people who have been following me and supporting me since mm -hmm. the very first horrific little booklet pamphlet <laughs> that uh -huh. I did, like back in 2012. Oh, wow. And, mm -hmm. and these people, they, they saw through, they saw, mm -hmm. they saw me and they understood mm -hmm. my message and they understood my heart and they wanted to support me even then. And mm -hmm. they are still supporting me today. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, those are, those are the super fans. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are, the people you want in your audience and absolutely you build those relationships by being authentic mm -hmm. and being open and being honest mm -hmm. with the people who are, who are, who are interested in what you're doing and right. you know, be yourself and tell people about your dreams and your disappointments and the things that you want to accomplish and how they can help you because a lot of the times they want to help you. Yeah. So just be real yeah. and, and, love people, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of times it'll come back to you. Right. And um, along with that, 
And even if it doesn't, you should do it anyway, because it's just a good way to live. (laughs) Um, But along with that, make sure you keep writing more books. And write more books. (laughs) Don't stop writing. That builds up reader trust. That lets you to continue to improve. The more books you write, the better you will get. Um, So don't stop doing that. You know, again, this is all for poor profit. So if you have a huge life crash, we're not judging you. Okay. (laughs) But as much as you are able to do, as much as it relies on you within your confines of your life situation and health situation, et cetera, write more books that helps you to continue to build the conversation. It will help you to improve as a writer as well. It builds your backlist. So when people like one of your books, they can buy all the rest of your books, which Mm -hmm. creates more passive income. So write more books. Now, we also are gonna go into how you can do this uh, well in some very specific ways for specific genres, including some fiction, uh, some nonfiction genres as well as some fiction genres. But for that extra special, awesome, highly specific bonus uh, that will be going out to our Patreon subscribers at the three and $5 level. So this is a great time for you to join or upgrade to those levels and get all that awesome special content. We're also going to be tossing out um, some snippets on there as well and just doing some more cool things. So we would love to have you as part of that. But of course, I mean, this podcast is here for you as well. And uh we just think you're awesome. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. So we uh, we hope that you'll mm-hmm. join us again next week. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in the Author mm-hmm. Elevate Mastermind, just mm-hmm. join join the Patreon at the one dollar level. Give yeah. it a try. Mm-hmm. Join the Mastermind. Get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, um, just join the community. We're, yeah. we're all learning together. We're all on this mm-hmm. journey together. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we like having lots of friends. <laughs> yes. So come along on the ride yeah. with us. <laughs> Absolutely. And make sure next week we will be tackling how to write and market when you have to convey a message. And just FYI, this applies to all authors and we will explain why. So we hope to see you on next week's episode. And for now, Go forth and be awesome. Bye, guys. 